Hello, Loose Slug Nation. Today we have a special guest joining us once again. We know you're familiar with them. We'll bring them on now. Ty Majeski. Ty, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today, buddy? Doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on as always. Hey, Ty, where are you at in, in the world this, uh, today there, man? Where are you at? Uh, just uh, here in Wisconsin. Um, one of my last weekends off before we get going here before the season starts. So uh, I want to take advantage of it while I can. Well, it's hard to believe that it's 2022 already. Uh, let's talk about your racing plans here. I think you got some pretty big news. Yeah, we got all kinds of really good things going on. So um, we'll, uh, I'll be full-time with Horseball Racing um, in one of their four, tr four full-time trucks. Um, I'll be in the 66 truck full-time uh, in 2022. So it's uh, been a long time coming, but really excited for the opportunity. Uh, a lot of great people at Horseball and um, really excited for, for this season. You worked there as an engineer last year, got to run a handful of races there. How did this deal come together to make you full-time? And then also, how does this change your role as an engineer? Will you be doing any of that this year? Yeah, so I'll be doing a little bit of the engineering side as well. Um, obviously, I'll have, you know, other other commitments I have to do from a driver's standpoint, like simulator. And, uh, of course, a couple late model races sprinkled out throughout the year as well. So, um, you know, I'm going to work there some. Um, for sure. I, I think it always helps when the driver is there, um, just being with the race team and, and knowing what's going on and, and being able to tell from that standpoint, I, I think I can bring something to the table that maybe some drivers can't. So um, I'm excited to be a part of it, excited to have a really good uh, relationship with uh, my crew chief and as well as my entire team. Who is your crew chief there, buddy? It'll be Joe Shear Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, so a little Wisconsin connection there. Longtime crew chief for Johnny Sauter, someone you're familiar with. Um, how do you feel about teaming up with Joe Shear Jr.? Well, him and I have really created a really good relationship over the course of the last year or so. Um, I always kind of worked. I, I don't know if there's a certain reason, but I always kind of worked more closely with, with the 13 team, uh, with Johnny and, and Joe. Um, Joe and I just, we have a lot in common from the late model side, you know, he's involved in Johnny's late model program. Uh, so he, he we kind of came from, uh, sort of the same background, even though it was, um, years apart. So, uh, we kind of connected from that front and, um, like I said, really created a, a really good relationship throughout the last year. And, um, it, uh, it made sense, uh, for, for him and I to kind of pair up and, um, try and go have some success together. What do you think some of the challenges will be early on for you uh, being a driver full time and, and getting back to Daytona? Well, I, I think, um, you know, a lot of the guys have a lot of experience on me. You know, I've been dabbling in this NASCAR thing for, um, you know, since 2017, but I really don't have that many races under my belt. Um, so uh, a lot of these places are new to me, uh, a lot, especially the road courses, all three road courses will be new, uh, the two dirt tracks. So there's, you know, almost, um, you know, 20% of your race is right there and right in tracks that I'm not familiar with and really disciplines of racing that I'm not familiar with. So, um, you know, the three, the three road courses are mid Ohio, um, Sonoma and, um, and Coda. So, um, all the drivers at least have been to Coda, uh, mid Ohio and, and Sonoma will be new for most, uh, the truck series hasn't gone to those two places. I don't know if they've ever gone to mid Ohio and it's been a long time since they were at Sonoma last. So, um, those two would be new for everybody, but Coda, um, you know, only having a 20-minute warm-up practice um, will be will be uh, off to learn quick for sure. 
Hey, uh, you know, Knoxville's on the schedule, too, on a dirt race. Would you race on dirt, and have you ever have you ever been on dirt? I've raced go-karts on dirt, but I've never really raced a stock car on dirt. So I was actually trying to put together um, a program with a, a local IMCA stock car team to try and get some, just at least some seed time on dirt. And, um, you know, modified or a late model really won't do me any good. They race so much different, you know, with the rear suspension and the way everything works. Um, the best thing that's com most comfortable to a truck is is really just a street stock. So uh, I've been working on trying to get in, in, into some races or at least uh, a few test sessions before uh, before we tackle Bristol in April. Will you bounce ideas and thoughts off the off a guy like Matt Crafton, who presumably will be your teammate at Thor Sport this year? I don't know if anything's been announced yet, but uh, he's a guy who didn't really do a whole lot of dirt, hopped in, and now he's one of the best at it. Yeah, Matt's really good. You know, there's we, honestly we have a lot of really good dirt racers uh, at Thor Sport. Um, so Ben, 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 I think finished second last year at Bristol, and uh, of course Crafton is one at Eldora, and he's uh, one of the better ones on dirt. So yeah, certainly I'm gonna you know lean on all the guys that I know and use all my tools I can to be successful. Honestly, the guy I'll probably lean on the most is Chase Briscoe. He's had such success, um, not only on dirt but you know with the truck series with Thor Sport. So. Um, they have a really good package there. I, I think we'll have good trucks. It's just a matter of uh, myself getting acclimated to something new. What are some of the tracks you're looking forward to going the most here? Uh, any of the short tracks, honestly. Martinsville has always been a dream of mine to race at, and just the way the schedule is played out and the way circumstances played out, I haven't gotten a chance to race there yet in my, in my career. So I'm really excited for Martinsville. Uh, that one will be, I think, the fifth race on the schedule. Uh, and then once we get into the playoffs, if, if I'm fortunate enough to make the playoffs, uh, I think the schedule really lays out well. Um, you have IRP and Richmond, um, the first two races in the playoffs. So those are two tracks that I've been to uh, that I think um, my team specifically on the 66 with Joe uh, will be really strong at. Hey, you got SimCraft as a sponsor. Uh, tell the fans uh, what they're all about. Yeah, SimCraft was a supporter of ours last year. Um, they were able to, uh, you know, we have one of the awesome sim rigs, um, in the shop. It's a full motion, full everything. I mean, they, they utilize such good suppliers for their steering wheels and pedals. And, um, you know, we use the simulator a ton, um, to get acclimated to racetracks before we go, especially road courses, uh, utilizing obviously iRacing.com as, as the platform and then SimCraft uh, simulator rig um as uh as the rig to go in uh and and hone our skills before we go to a racetrack so it's been a really good tool for us drivers to have directly in the shop um you know the toyota simulator is down in charlotte and obviously it's you know not convenient to get to so having that at the shop when the drivers come into town uh they we utilize it all the time to uh to try and get better what are some of your skill sets that you've tried to hone in for, for the upcoming year, knowing that you'll be full-time? What have you changed in your regimen to, to prepare for that? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, just creating relationships with, uh, with your team. Any, you know, just like anything else, if you create a relationship with somebody, they're going to work harder for you. And, you know, that's, it's not only that way with racing, it's that way with anything. Um, so just creating a relationship outside of racing with my guys, um, not only the crew chief, but, um, you know, all the, all the mechanics and all the people hanging the bodies downstairs. Um, to me, that's the biggest thing that you can help, you know, internally on a race team is, uh, build relationships with those people because they're, they're building your trucks and they're, they're going to be the reason why, you know, or, or a big reason why, you know, you're, you're successful. So 
Um, to me, that's one of the biggest things that I've tried to do over the course of the last, um, really since I've gotten there. Speaking of the body, uh, all the new trucks are having new bodies this year. The Toyota one looks really slick. Uh, how, how does that look uh, down in the shop? I was a little skeptical of it when they first announced it. Um, you know, Toyota put out that video of that white t truck, and I'm like, I don't know. And then well, once we got it in the shop, I uh, got some noses and tails on the trucks and got the, got the stickers on them, man. It looks really, really good. So uh, I'm really excited to, uh, to go out there and, 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 and drive that truck. Like I said, it looks really good. Um, the Tundra TRD Pro should be, should be fast all year. A lot of fast teams um, will be, we'll be running those trucks, and I'm excited to be one of them. You know, there's rumors have been flying, you know, about what's going on with you. And uh, and a lot of people are saying, well, it looks like we're not going to see Ty Majeski around around the stage here this summer. Uh, tell us that's not so. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure how many late model races would do, but uh, I'll definitely be at some of the bigger ones like, um, you know, Madison, the Joe Shear race, um, the Dells, uh, the Jim Sauter Memorial. Um, I, I'm sure, you know, Dixieland, Slinger. All the big ones, so uh, really excited for for those races, and um, you know you can't get rid of me of that easy in Wisconsin. So I'm excited, to, <laughs> excited, excited to be uh, racing my super late model program. That's obviously um, where I cut my teeth in, in racing, and have a, a lot of great supporters on that front, and a lot of great friends of mine that uh, we like to go and play a little bit. When we have time. How does having success and honing in your skill sets at the short track level help you at the next level? And then maybe vice versa as well, the, having the NASCAR experience help you down at the short track level? Well, it just keeps you sharp. Anytime you can stay in the seat, you know, Duke is Duke, Duke source and the team owner has been a huge supporter of my late model races. Um, if it were up to him, I'd be running a late model race uh, every weekend. So he's, doing it and and he'll do anything in his power to help me do it so um that's pretty cool uh it makes uh, my life easy and he, he's cool if i leave the shop and and go late model racing so um but i i think you know like i said before anytime you can stay in the seat is helpful uh helps you stay sharp you know if you have a few weeks off uh, the way the truck schedule lays out it's a really really busy april may june um, but once we get into july and august we have multiple multiple weeks off so um, you know, anytime you can stay in the seat and stay sharp, it's going to help you, uh, when you sit in that truck and, and, um, and, and, you know, it's got to count. Obviously you don't, we don't have a lot of practice Whether you're going to have, you know, a, a 50 minute practice session or a 20 minute practice session and qualifying each of these races. So, um, it's, you know, you're going to have to be on your game for sure. So, um, tell us about how far the trucks are along, how many you have built and, and how that process come together. And then also, um, what have you touched on the vehicles? So the, basically the, what's, you know, the biggest part of this off season for every single team has been uh, changing all the noses and tails out on each of the trucks. So, um, you know, basically we're, we're waiting on, um, you know, the manufacturers to get us the noses and tails and as fast as, as fast as they're getting them to us, we're putting them on. So, um, but as of right now, our, uh, both of our Daytona trucks are, pretty much ready to roll working on our Vegas primary at this point. So um, we're looking pretty good from a, uh, from a timeline standpoint, we, we definitely could be farther ahead, but we, it could be a lot worse too. So um, I think we'll have the plenty of time to, to fluff and uh, make the trucks the way we want them. I know Joe's uh, Joe loves Daytona and the super speedways. Um, it's a really good opportunity for, um, for the teams to show their speed. Uh, you know, it's, 
you know, it's one thing to win the race at Daytona, but there seems to be some bragging rights that goes into sitting on the pole at a race like that because um, it comes down to how 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 fast you can build the truck and um, and how well you can do it. So, um, Joe, that's something that he takes pride in, and, and hopefully we can go there and have a good showing. So what's your goals this year, dude? Are you aiming pretty high, or what's your realistic goal for 22? You know, I, I think uh, – I'd really like to win a race. You know, maybe that's unrealistic. Maybe it isn't, but I, I think for, for the team I'm with and um, what I feel like we were capable of even last year with a, with a fifth team at Thorsport, I really feel like that, that we can go out and, and put really fast competitive race trucks out on the racetrack. And um, you know, my goal would be, you know, to, to consistently run up front, get yourself in the playoffs. And uh, once, once we get into the playoffs, I feel like the schedule really plays into our hands. Last time we saw you at Daytona, it didn't end well. You were running well and unfortunately got caught in that right rear. Uh, in a few weeks, you're going to be going back there. Tell us about going back to Daytona. Well, Daytona is obviously the, the you know, you start off with the Super Bowl of racing uh, the first race of the year. So uh, I'm excited for it. Obviously, the you know last race didn't end how we wanted it to, um, but we had a really fast truck and I gained some, some experience uh, that I think will help me there when I go back. So um, you just got to come up with a good game plan as a team, um, you know, chase some stage points and um, hopefully stay out of the big one. Uh, what, what else are you looking forward to going? You mentioned going out to Las Vegas, mile and a half. Those are very tricky, very aero dependent. It seems like in today's racing world, everything's kind of aero. You see it even at the short track level. You're one of the first ones that have mentioned that. Tell us about going to the mile and a half and, um, what that arrow means and how much you're looking forward to going to some of those. Yeah, I think Vegas would be, you know, Vegas has historically been a really strong track for Thor Sport. Of course, um, last fall, we were the first team to ever finish one, two, three, four in a race. So um, excited to go back. Uh, we got basically the same, the same fleet of trucks uh, that each team had out there in the fall. We'll, we'll be bringing back um, here in the spring. So excited for that. I feel like we got a really good package. Uh, Thor Sport has um, built a bunch of new trucks at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year. And uh, they really showed really good speed on uh, a lot of the intermediate tracks. So excited to get to those. Um, you know, I, I've got, I've got a lot of experience on mountain apps. I feel good about them. Uh, once the market races up, you know, Pocono, Charlotte, Chicago. Uh, so I feel like, you know, we work on a good package as, as a team and uh, I feel like we can go be competitive any t at any type of racetrack. You know, when you were at Nice, you know, when you started your career, there was no practice at all. At least you're getting that this year. That's got to give you a little bit of confidence to get some practice in, huh? Yeah, certainly. You know, that's going to be a huge asset. Uh, I think, you know, Joe is really, really good at at-track adjustments, and I think that'll be a strong suit for us. Uh, I feel like I'm, I've, I've got a decent idea of what I need to feel in these trucks to, to be good in the race, and um, that's something that I, I just didn't have at, at Nice. I, you know, I was unexperienced and didn't have any practice to tune on the truck, so we, we never really could get in a rhythm. And this, that's something that we should be able to get into um, this year. And like I said, it'll all come down to communication with uh, my crew chief and making sure that we're on the same page and um, consistently putting uh, good packages and good, and good trucks together for these races. Mark brought up a good point with not having uh, practice your rookie year. I, I can't imagine, and I think the trucks are one of the hardest vehicles to drive, especially at the top level, not having practice there. How, how does that change your preparation with having practice and maybe the conversations you have with Joe? Well, you know, we're actually not going to get to change a ton during the practice sessions. It's basically just going to be setting the travels 
we'll have a few balance adjustments that we'll be able to do, but it's going to be nothing big. Um, so really it's going to be business as usual. Uh, you're going to, we're going to, you know, sim the same way, run the simulator a ton, utilize every exterior tool that we have to show up to the racetrack as close as we can. Um, because we're just, you know, the reality is we're not going to be able to change much, um, after that 20 minute session before qualifying. So, um, we're almost treating it as if we don't have practice. Uh, we just had the luxury of going and running some laps, making sure the splitter travels are correct. But other than that, um, you're going to have to be right there when you unload. How many laps do you have on iRacing this off season? Um, a decent amount. I, uh, I don't do it as much as I used to. Um, obviously, I'm working at the shop all time and uh, spend a lot of time, you know, off the racetrack, either here in Wisconsin or, or uh, with Duke and Ohio. So um, I do it a lot, but not as much as I used to. Uh, I certainly get on there every once in a while and hang out with my buddies and um, go mess around for sure. It's a lot of fun. I've been actually testing a lot at Coda. Uh, it's a track I've never gone to. It's the fourth race on the schedule, uh, and we don't have a lot of practice. So uh, it's going to be crucial that that uh, I obviously know the track and uh, have a good idea of what to expect going into, the, into that one. So, yeah, I haven't been on iRacing for a while. Are you still ranked up there, number one, number two? Um, Yeah, it's up there. I, I, I don't <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I might be number two now. Somebody might have passed me. That's um, amazing. Like, I, haven't, I haven't done a race in a, in, a, in a while, an official race, that is. Uh, I do some leagues here and there, but, um, yeah, I, I might need to get back to it and reclaim that throne. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Coda, just real quickly here, last time, uh, last year when they went to Coda, it was uh, <laughs> like hurricane conditions there. Talk about the prospects of racing in the rain and if you have any experience with that. I, I don't have any – well, I have very small experience racing in the rain. Uh, in 2018, um, Ford had us on a program. We actually tested a bunch of Trans Am cars, and we were at Watkins Glen, and it was raining. And me, Cole Custer, and Briscoe were racing each other in the rain. Um, but it wasn't actually a serious race. There's only, you know, three cars out on the racetrack. So um, that's really the only experience I have in the rain. Um, so – I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, Ty, uh, congratulations on the deal. Uh, we hope to talk to you throughout the season here. It's well-deserved. Thanks for reaching out to us, and, and congratulations once again. I appreciate it, guys. I'm excited for it. Thanks for, for all you guys' support and what you do with this uh, with this podcast. It's uh, it's cool on a short track level for all of us drivers, so thank you. Yep. Hey, we'll be seeing you uh, probably uh, April 10th over there at the icebreaker, possibly. Huh? We'll rub that, up with you there. That, that's the plan. That's uh, I hope so. All right. Good deal. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Good luck, man. Good luck. Appreciate it. Thank you. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it. And thank you for listening.